Hi, this is Cheslin from Wildish Wise Women, and I wanted to take a moment to welcome any new listeners to the podcast and to also thank those of you who've been listening these past almost two years. This interview that was recorded at the end of 2017 with Elena Brower is super special to me. As you'll soon hear more about, she's the inspiration for this podcast, among other things in my life. And it's just a reminder to surround ourselves with women who support and uplift not only us, but all the women around us. There's so much inspiration to go around, so much love and care and attention, and we as women have that magic. So please find those women who make you feel good inside and who make you achieve your highest self, whatever that may be. Please enjoy this interview, and if you haven't subscribed on iTunes, please do that, as well as if you've really enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate your review. Enjoy! I am so excited and honored to talk to my guest today. I'm speaking with Elena Brower, who's a mama, an author, a yoga teacher, and speaker. Elena Brower is recognized internationally for her expertise in offering practices for approaching our world with realistic reverence. She's the author of Art of Attention, a yoga workbook that has been translated into six languages the creator of Teach.Yoga, a virtual home for yoga teachers, and her latest book, Practice You, just came out this year. We'll be talking a bit about that today. Elena is also an executive producer of On Meditation, documenting the inner journey, a film that explores the meditation experience. I can vouch it's pretty great. My husband and I have it at home. She's contributed to the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Yoga Journal. You can find her on Yoga Glow, which I highly recommend, and she has some audio meditations on her website at elenabrower.com. Also, very wonderful. Welcome, mm. Elena. Thank you so much, my dear. It's been a long time coming, and I'm very proud of you for doing this. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I have to just be a fangirl and geek out so that maybe I could be cool during the rest of the interview. And okay. probably won't happen, but uh, you are actually the inspiration for this podcast. <gasps> what? <laughs> you are the reason why I'm doing this. Um, you've inspired me so much over the years. And remember back when you were doing those winter calls and summer calls, like you called them summer school and winter school. Yeah. So I listened and I took notes and I was, you know, learning and I was very intent about being a participant. And then I said to myself, I know cool people. I don't know people that are as well known as Elena's cool people, but I know awesome women specifically. And I just decided to go for it. I had no idea what I was doing. Wow. And it's been a year and a half of interviewing wonderful women in the world. And wow. so I'm really excited that you are joining the ranks because this is because of you. How perfect is that? I'm so honored, grateful, proud, all of the motherly and sisterly things. Yay. Fantastic. So I was really, really stoked when you said yes. So I really appreciate your presence. And I find it really hard to believe that people don't know who you are in the world. But I do know that some of the people that listen will not know who you are. And so I can't wait for them to know you. Mm, thank you, sweetie. Thank you so much. 
So we will launch into our official topic, but starting out, let's just do a little connection here. You and I and anyone else that's listening, get a nice tall spine and we'll take a few breaths together. Take an inhale through the nose and exhale out the mouth or out the nose. A couple more like that. And may each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. And may each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Hmm. Alina, what is your favorite thing about being a woman? <laughs> That's so good. Oh my God. Recently, I just realized my favorite thing about being a woman is my capacity to laugh oh, and to nice. be and to be, to be light. You know, that's so funny. It's my favorite thing about being around my sisters. We laugh so much. So good. That's everything right there. Everything, everything right there. Good. I love it. So I would love to talk about this practice, you journal that just came out. It's incredible. Um, the other thing that I'm hoping to do, and it'll all tie back in, is to have you share a little bit about the things that inspire me most about you. So just to give you a preview. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, tell me about Practice You, this journal. Why this project and what does it mean to you? My mother passed away in January of 2016. Mm-hmm. And in March of 2016, my uh, publisher of the book of Practice You, before this was even an idea in our heads, he called kind of out of nowhere and he said, Hey, I think that there's a hole in the offerings of this world and we need to fill it. And I think you're the person to do it. Okay, cool. Um, and it was really the last thing I wanted was another project at this time. I was not in that space. I was still kind of healing and I don't know, dealing, yeah. not really half dealing, half not. And I looked over at the vision board that I had made for 2017. No, sorry, for 2016. Mm-hmm. And I just made it a couple months prior. And it said the words practice and you were very close to one another on the vision board. They were separate words. One was from Yoga Journal, one was from, I don't know, Oprah, let's say. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I looked over and practice you was together like that on the on the board. And I thought, oh, let's just for fun. Let's just see. Practiceyou.com typed it into the little search field mm-hmm. available. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's the best title for any book ever. <laughs> and I told him, I said, look. I just looked over at my vision board. PracticeU.com is available. Do you like that? He said, oh, my God. Yes. I love that. We immediately started to work on it. I realized that a lot of my healing from 
my mom's death was going to be tied up in the book as I went. And indeed it was. I painted every morning that spring and summer. Every single page came through. And with very few exceptions, all that was required of me and my editor from Sounds True, she came out from Boulder to New York. And we worked on it for about two days straight. We had such a good time. We, we just... We basically put the book together according to color, which was how I sort of half intended it. And it fell together as though from the sky. It was the most seamless project I've ever been on. So pleasant, so easeful, so lovely. And it's absolutely gorgeous. that was it. (laughs) And that was it. That was literally how it happened. Wow. And now we're just, I'm in the middle of creating a, the most beautiful card deck. And so it'll have the art from the pages, nice. but there are going to be groups of six with practices that you can do very simple things. So when you pull a card, there's actually something to do mm-hmm. or to contemplate um, rather than just a compilation of thoughts, which the art of attention deck was, which we love, but it'll be a little different than that. Yeah. Lovely. Well, I, I have to admit it took me at least two weeks, maybe longer to make my first mark in it, but Oh, I know. I've been enjoying it it so much, and I'm going to gift it to family and some clients. It's just really gorgeous, so I'm I'm so grateful that it is in my life as well. Oh, that's awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. This is what makes me the happiest, is when I hear from people that are really using it. Yeah. um, And having trouble getting started in it because it's too (laughs) precious for them. It is. So beautiful, but as you had mentioned, you're like, well, we tried to keep the price point low, and it is. I mean, you could buy five of them, and you know, keep one really pristine if you needed to. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And Correct. That's so the point. I want to know what your vision for how it's going to be used will be. Like, what's your great, your grand, um, yeah, vision for it? Well, I have a few, um, but my main vision is already coming true. It's being used in schools and curricula. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, that's a really big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. And the first the first time I, I witnessed it in action was in my son's fifth grade class earlier this year. They started with an India um, module. Uh-huh. And his teacher and I are dear friends. Um, now she's been a student of mine for a long time. It just happened to work out that he landed in that school. And so she had me come in and work with them through the book, which was tremendous. To watch the children, this is where I I really started to see what was a dream become real, to watch them put their um, emotional life Mm -hmm. into words onto a page and to be asked to do so was a revolution for many of them. Yeah, that's amazing. In fact, for most of them. They were so happy. This is the thing that's been so profound for me is that I have a pretty serious art wound. And it happened Mm. around the third grade. And so to give the kids permission to do however they want and whatever comes up is, I I just can't tell you how important that is, knowing how hard it's been for me to overcome the wound that I carry. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Good for you. That's been huge for me to start painting and drawing. And it's really all because of this book, but um, also the mentorships. Um, So Alina had started uh, Elevate Mentorship is what you were calling it. And it was prior to the book Mm -hmm. coming out. And then you did one that includes 
the the book as well in ter- in the coursework. Correct. And it's Correct. amazing. <laughs> you know, the the mentorships were actually born from the book. There was yeah. a weird okay. moment where I realized that the the book was an unbelievable um, jumping off point for a lot of different projects. Mm-hmm. And one of my dear collaborators, my, my digital designer, Michelle Martello, who's a genius. She and I work together on pretty much everything that I do. And she has a husband called Zane, who is also a creative genius. And he and I sat with Michelle for about six hours one day and went through this incredible exercise of defining what practice you would represent in the world, whether mm. it was the book, the mentorship, the course, the event, the whatever, wow. whatever it was going to be. And it took us that many hours. We got to the bottom of it. And it's, I'll never forget the statement. It's sparking, sorry, elevating humanity to spark, share, and sustain well-being. Mm. That follows me to this day, and now it's giving birth to other projects of a similar ilk that are also now about to sort of happen. Wow. So, yeah, it's nice to have really creative, smart, juicy people around. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't imagine the stuff that they create in that partnership they have as a marriage. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. So they're, cool. they're just great humans. Just yeah, great, she was great, on great the humans. last Elevate call. It was really great Correct. to hear her perspective and yeah, lots of wonderful ideas. Correct. So I mentioned I want to highlight the things that inspire me most about you. And one of them is... When I first encountered you, it was at Wanderlust in Squaw Valley. I think the one and only time you came to Squaw because then they opened up Vermont and that was obviously closer for you. I came, I went to Squaw, I think I went twice to Squaw, to be honest. Okay. Well, one of the first and second year. So yes. I was there the second year. The first year I didn't Right. Right. You know, this year is 10 years of Wanderlust. I'll be going back to Squaw this year. Oh, no way. Yeah, dude. Surprise! (laughs) So the thing that I was just so drawn to about you is that you were so transparent about your journey to being a better person, which I think we're all striving for, at least hope, in this community at least. And one of them was that yoga wasn't really enough. Like you were teaching these great classes and people were coming, but you weren't really that yogic or, or terribly kind off the mat. This is, of course, years ago. And I just really felt drawn to your journey and to hear you talk about that. And so I'm wondering if you could just share a little bit about your healing in that way. And I'm sure it's all connected and comes back around to you creating these offerings in the world. You know, it's funny. I just, so many of us, we do all these wonderful practices that have um, great impact in our relationships and our relationships with other people and Um, our relationships with ourselves and sometimes we forget that the practice itself is meant to have an impact beyond what we thought Mm. we we don't realize that that let me put it to you like this in my own case I was doing all these wonderful practices I was getting command of my body I was happy you know happily enjoying um, prayer spaces and um, learning spaces as I started my yoga education 
and but I was not I just wasn't keeping up with the behaviors that were you know indicated in my actual life Mm -hmm. and it took me it took me so many years to figure out that actually all of the precepts and all of the concepts and all of the ways in which I was training myself to have command over my body and over my um, understanding, my education even, was all for the ways in which I'm relating to my family and the ways in which I'm relating to my love and to my, to my, um, now my kid. Mm-hmm. No, I just, I just, I was, I was just lazy. Bottom line. We all get really lazy. I was being super lazy. Mm-hmm. And once I realized that, you know, I was free. I started to behave. I started to take care of myself and I still totally screw up all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. But now at least I know what I'm up to. I know what I'm on to. I know where I'm going and I have teachers and tools. What's one of the biggest tools that's helped you through this process? Pranayama. Mm. By far. Yeah, no, just, just counting, metering out the breath, um, counting the, the cadence of the breath is a huge help to me. To do that every morning um, is a big deal and has changed the way I behave completely. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. The other thing that I'm super drawn to about you and the way that you move through the world is that you talk about the importance of being a student. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. And I have not always had that modeled to me by other people in my life. Um, Sometimes even in the yoga world, once they take a training and they've achieved so many hours, they feel like they've kind of made it. (laughs) And um, I'd be curious your take on studentship and why it's so imperative. All I know is that the best teachers that I know are, per, are just forever a student. Mm-hmm. And I just do what I see that I feel is effective and efficient. And when I see their studentship and I'm inspired by it and I realize that, that that's my model, that's what I do. Yeah, well, and it's a ripple effect because I'm over here <laughs> doing the same. There you are, yes, word, that's perfect, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So one of our homeworks in the first Elevate mentorship was to sign up for a training, and I'm heading off to do Sean Korn's Off the Mat into the World training next week. Amazing. So excited. Oh, that's such a big deal, honey. Good for you. Yeah. So I have a question about you branching out because essentially you started out as a yoga teacher and now you, I would say, are quite a bit more than that. And what was that process like? Was it scary to consider targeting a non-yoga audience and, and how do you see that evolving? Oh, I never really considered it. Mm-hmm. It just started to happen naturally. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, really with Michelle, I work, I work closely with her. I even work with my boyfriend, James, too, who's just a very smart cookie. And we have meetings where we just continuously are defining what the point is of my presence here on this fair spinning earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
as we do, the natural next step just evolves. It's, you know, the Dharma just yeah. keeps on unfurling itself. And it's, it's all getting clear all the time. I don't know how else to better articulate it, really. But, you know, where it's gone, it's gone to um, a little more speaking. Mm-hmm. It's gone to, gosh, um, essential oils. I have built an, an incredible team. Yeah. And I'm so proud of us. I have, uh, I still teach on Yoga Glow, of course, and that's one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite jobs ever. I've been doing that self-resilience or, or women's practice like on repeat. It's excellent. Yes. It is really good. Yeah. I'm actually really proud of it. I spent a lot of time designing it. You can tell. It's really gorgeous. And I love that they're 30 minutes. It's so doable. Yeah. It's really the right, it's the right thing. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's about covering it right now. I, I just feel like. There's a lot of good fortune in the path that I've taken, and there's also a lot of great humans mm. who have helped to, you know, you know when you see like when you're building a sandcastle on the beach and you can, the water all of a sudden comes into your structure and you can kind of guide it with your hands a little bit, create the sand as you need to to make sure the water goes in the right places. I have yeah. people like that all over my life. What a blessing. Yep just constantly like giving me a little course correction mm-hmm. and it's everything. Yeah. That's so good. Yep. Well, because I'm working on healing this art wound that I carry, I know I'm not the only one. And I'm also reminded of this funny Brene Brown quote. She said, I used to think that I didn't have time for ART because I had a job." <laughs> And mm-hmm. slowly realize the importance of creativity and, and how it makes such yes. an impact. And so I want to know from yes. your perspective, why does art matter? If someone's out there not thinking that they can do anything creative, what, what would you say to them? Why is it so important? You know, I was reading, a, uh, I've been obsessed with Swami Chetananda lately. And I was reading a quote um, a book of his, not a quote, a book of his. And there was a bit about how you're not here to correct your faults. You're actually here to, I hope I can get this right, um, to stay, keep the creative channels open because that's the only way that all of the things that you deem incorrectly, that you misunderstand as faults, can dissolve. Wow. Just keep, yeah, I know. And... And I decided that that was, you know, that's been my mission all along. It's just keep the channel open because you never, ever know where the next delicious opportunity for creativity is going to come from. And if, you, if you're open enough to it, you can't, it's hard to see yourself in a shitty light. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. To keep the channel open, that's really profound because we don't know what would be missing if we don't allow that flow. That's kind of exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Missing a lot, I'm imagining. Exactly right. Even putting paint to paper is, is moving me in directions I never would have anticipated. 
Totally. It's, it's cool. <laughs> I guess, what would you say, I mean, that, that quote is incredible, but what would you say to someone out there who wants to contribute something and, and doesn't know where to start or doesn't have the confidence in themselves to offer something to the world? Um, I think that I might just tell them to spend a few months absorbing Mm. creative um, inspiration and when moved to make notes about it, you know, just keep a simple journal and say, oh, this moved me and write down, write it down. Yeah. Oh, this moved me, write it down Mm -hmm. and make, be willing to just make notes about what is moving you deeply Mm-hmm. Then maybe, 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 maybe you mm-hmm. might be ex- inspired to like make a little art, mm-hmm. make a little something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about there's something about just encouraging somebody to write a few notes down that changes the way they interact because you're going from hand from heart to hand. Yeah. And just to also notice, I think there's so much that does move us, but we often don't take the time to recognize it and acknowledge it. Correct. There's so much beauty in the world. It makes me cry every day, at least once. Same. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a day if I haven't had some tears every, you know, and usually out of pure joy or being moved. Sometimes sadness. That's exactly too. right. All of it. Exactly right. The whole yep. experience. Well, I wonder if there's anything else that you want to say about Practice You in general to people. I really hope people get a copy, multiple copies, and and really go through it. Um, I am doing that right now, and I will be honest, I find days where I stare at the page and I don't know what to write, and then all of a sudden I know exactly what to put or draw or create, and it's a kind of a cool process to just be part of it. But Yeah, I get that. I think keep keep yourself no matter what you're you're you know thinking about right now no matter what your business is or your creativity your creativity or your adventure mm-hmm. at this time just really keep the creative channel open do not let anybody's opinion much less your own huh. close the door to you making a mark, as you said, to you creating for yourself whatever it is that happens to feel good, let it move through you. Mm-hmm. If you don't let it move through you, it becomes an obstruction in your system. Ooh. And you do not want obstructions in your system. No. Whew. <laughs> yeah. So I have a series of questions that I like to ask at the end, and I have a special one for you. This is purely out of curiosity, and also if you have a magic trick, I want to know what it is. Do you have a really, really good memory? Because you remember names, you know people, and it means a lot. So is there like a mnemonic device, or do you just have a steel trap? (laughs) No, I just take a mental note when they say their name and I really try and I take them in. That's all. Yeah. It's a few moments. I just take them in. Yeah, I remember I take you in. in the art of attention training and after like the end of maybe even the beginning of day two, you're like, okay, I know everyone's name. And there's like 55 people in the room. And I was like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> it's my it's my fun game with myself. It keeps my brain sharp. Yeah. Well, it's incredible. I was hoping Thanks, there was dude. a trick, but I like it. You just take people in. Got it. Yeah, there's no trick really. I mean, I'm sure there is one, yeah. and I just don't know about it. Sure. 
But I really, I really like to just take a moment. There you are, mm-hmm. Jessalyn. Okay, cool. You know, maybe I'll think about, oh, Jessalyn reminds me of my sister, Jessie. You know, who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah. Mm, like that. I know this is going to be hard because half the books on my wish list are from your recommendations, but um, what's one book that changed your life? Oh, for sure, Becoming Supernatural. Mm. I'm in it right now. It's nice. such a big deal. Okay, cool. Such, such a big deal. Wow. Cool. And favorite yoga pose? Lotus, always. I've not had that answer before. Nice. It's just the best container for Ah. the energy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have, oh, you already gave us a quote. I always ask about favorite quote, but do you have another one that really inspires you? I mean, there's so many around me. It would have something to do with the children. Mm. Like the way, it's not a quote I would say. I would just say there's like a thought that I'm having that I think is worth sharing, which is make sure that the way that you think about yourself is clear, Mm -hmm. you know, is is clear and your choice because if you have kids around, they're imbibing that. Not just even what you say. It's really how you think about yourself. It's such a big deal. Yes, I remember when you said if you wouldn't say it out loud, you you shouldn't allow that thought in. And I went, oh, oh, wow. <laughs> that's a big deal. That, that's a, It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's a really big deal. Yeah. And what a cool human you're um, participating in the creation of over there. I saw Jonah's um, thing on the boys of yoga. So cool. <laughs> Oh, he's so cute. He's yeah. such a good guy. He really is such a nice person. That's amazing. And that's that's everything, you know. Yeah, that's my absolutely. best, my finest work, I think, is that kid. Mm, yeah. And who inspires you, Elena? You. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyone, anyone who takes an idea uh-huh. and follows it through to fruition mm-hmm. inspires me. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just the best possible use of one's time. Mm. You know? Yeah, well, I'm eternally grateful for you and everything that you mm. offer the world. And I can't wait to see what is unfolding next. Stay tuned because there's going to be some audio offerings from me that I'm very excited to share. Ooh, I can't wait. Yep. I look forward to it. Well, I love you to pieces and I'm so grateful Uh, for you. And thank you so much for being willing to chat with me today. You bet. I love you too. And thank you. And great, great work. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Jess.